On this week's episode of Third and Forever, Kevin and I recap Super Wildcard Weekend. We're going to go through all the games, uh, no segments anymore for the rest of the season because it's going to be kind of pointless. Then we're going to preview all the divisional round games. All right, let's go. Welcome to this week's episode of Third Forever, presented by 10,000 Takes. I'm your host, Adam Oz, joined as always by my co-host, Kevin Ohm. Kevin, how are we doing? A little disappointed, if we're yeah. being perfectly honest. I yeah. I don't think that this is a, a new take about this last weekend of football, but holy shit, it was uh, a little bit less than dramatic for the most part. Yeah, there were uh, a lot of blowouts, not really anything close um, I think there were we there were had, two close games. I think, yeah, we had right? we had we had two games that were one score. Um, yeah. everything else was, I believe, like, I mean, I guess sixteen points is the Bucks Eagles, but like that yeah, but game that was one, never that close. That is a fraudulent two score game. Yeah, it, it was thirty one. It was thirty one nothing going yeah. into the fourth, and like, so really, there. I mean, there was nothing dramatic. Granted, though, the the two games we got that were one score. I think we're, I mean, they were, they came down to the end. I mean, they were, they were real good. Yeah. They were competitive games. And I, and I think it's not a coincidence that both those games, um, you know, seeding wise, the AFC, it was the Raiders Bengals, which we'll talk about uh, first. That was the four and a five. Um, you know, those teams, both 10 and seven um, Raiders are very sporadic. They look like they can be really, really good. Other times they look pretty terrible. And then the I, other game, I feel like the Raiders. Oh, I guess are we going to go into that one for sure? Well, yeah. I, wait a second. I'm saying then the, the the other one was the 49ers Cowboys, which yes, oh, okay, that gotcha. was a, that was the three and six seed. But I think like the 49ers for a lot of teams in the NFC are just the worst draw for a matchup, like especially in the wild card. Like they was always talked about. Like, the 49ers. Oh, we'll we'll talk about them. No, yeah, like the 49ers are a team that like if what they do so well is like controlling the ball and, and all that, like, and it just kills super offenses or really powerful offenses and doesn't let them go, let them get into a rhythm. And the Cowboys just kind of got screwed. And um, I think let's just start might make sense just to go chronological order here. Yeah, uh, the I first game, Las Vegas Raiders traveling to Cincinnati, take on the Bengals where they fell to them uh, 26 to 19. Um, this, this kind was, of felt like it was more Bengals than the final score would yeah. have you believe. Is that kind would, of where I, you're at? I too? would agree. Yep. I, I didn't really feel like this is the one where it's like the final score does it a little more justice than, you know, the Bengals seem to be in control for most of this game. Like really the only reason it wasn't more, I think was the Bengals were just getting out of the red zone and then just not quite executing our stupid penalties and giving them having to be like, all right, we got to settle for a field goal. Um, yeah, and this this was a game to kind of continue the Joe Burrow trend here at the end of the season. I mean, he has taken it to another level, and I think mm-hmm. he has solidified himself as a top 10 quarterback, you know, potentially even higher on the list than that. And granted, you know, a lot to make about a decent season and an amazing three-game stretch here at the end. But 
next season is going to be very interesting for Joe Burrow. And I guess the rest of these playoffs too, because he looks fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then that's the thing, like with the Bengals, you know, we talked about it going into the playoffs that like, they're a team nobody wants to f- to face. You know, I think between the, uh, in terms of AFC, NFC, I feel like it's the Bengals and the 49ers really, it seems like going into the end of the year, but how they can win and beat teams that's scary. And like the Bengals, yeah. they're, they're like polar opposites of it though. Like the Bengals are a, I, we will run up the score on you and beat you with these big, long plays, you know, with Jamar chase, they're explosive mm-hmm. and, you know, mix can break off a long run. Joe Burrow is playing extremely confident in a guy that does not look like he is in his first playoff game. And then well, and the, and the, the Bengals are extremely volatile too, yeah, you know, where it's yeah, like, like, this is the team that lost to the jets and yeah. beat the chiefs. Yeah, the teams can fucking say that. Yeah, and and that and that's the scary thing. Like you almost like the team you don't want to run into in the playoffs is the unpredictable team. Yeah, is the is the is a team that you you're like I really hope we see this version of them today and not that because it's it's a lot easier to game plan being like you know what the Niners are going to do, you know what the Chiefs are going to do, you know you know you know all these the consistent offenses or consistent teams you can game plan that and like yeah. try to just beat them at their game or at least take away their their game but the Bengals, I, I mean it's they're a wild card and and it's it's just i don't know it's exciting to see that going in because now we get to see them take on the titans next week and titans are probably getting derrick henry back videos of him at practice came out like today and he looks pretty damn good and so yeah. uh i don't yeah, know so i'm excited I, about that yeah i'm excited about that too and i think you know, on the other side of things, I think the Raiders kind of deserve some credit just for being in the playoffs. And, yeah. you know, granted After the season they've had. Well, yeah, the season they've hell. had, they've had, you know, off the field. Let's call it issues with both yeah. players and coaches and just tons of stuff they have to overcome. They were not, you know, a front runner going into the season or anything. So, no. I don't know. I think if you're a Raiders fan, you kind of look at this and it might give you some optimism. I don't think that they have a lot of ticking clocks with their franchise. I think that they can try to add things next year. They need to decide on what they want to do with Derek Carr. Um, That is true. I mean, that's a thing where I, I feel like he's not the problem. Like Derek Carr is probably like, is he elite? No, but can he be for like stretches? Absolutely. And I think like that's enough you know, you, you can ride with that um, and try to catch lightning in a bottle. You know, you you can you can try to do that. Just build the team around them. They have some really good pieces. I mean, Josh Jacobs is solid. Uh, Hunter Renfro I feel is like, becoming very valuable yeah, in that offense. The, the Raiders are the the most quote unquote solid team probably in the NFL. Derek Carr, he's not good or he's not great. Let's say he's solid. Josh Jacobs, yeah. he's not amazing, but he's solid. Hunter yeah. Renfro, very solid wide receiver. I, I mean, you know, you just kind of rattle off the list here and everything's like good, but not great. Yeah. And the problem for the Raiders is that I don't, are, are they one of the teams that are loaded with draft picks this year? I don't remember. No, they don't no, have like a ton. No, like the Eagles yeah. are a team that have a ton of draft picks. They have three the Eagles, the I think round. the Dolphins, the, jo- have the, a Dol- bunch, yes. I think the Jets, Giants, Giants, yeah. Giants. Giants yes. yeah. yeah, I think so. 
Yeah, so they're not one of those teams, and because they are in the playoffs and kind of in that top half of the league, they're not probably going to be in a position to take any sort of high-profile quarterback, even if there mm. was one, which there kind of isn't this year. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what they do going forward. The only thing I kind of want to talk about in this game specifically, besides Joe Burrow's awesome, is there was the one controversial call uh, where Joe Burrow's kind of running towards the sideline and basically, mm-hmm. like, while his foot's in the air, about to step out of bounds, he kind of throws a floater into the end zone. It's caught for a touchdown. And while the ball was, like, way in the air, mm-hmm. the refs blew the whistle. Yeah. And the touchdown counted, but there was a lot of uh, of hullabaloo about that call and the enforcement yeah. of it. And-, and, and, like, when the final score is a one-score game – everyone's instantly being like, oh, see, the Raiders got screwed. It's like, okay, first of all, you look at the playback, there is no shot a defender is able to make a play on that. At the very, like, giving him the most benefit here, he can full-on, you know, dive and maybe, maybe get a fingertip on it to alter it enough where boy doesn't catch it. But, like, I I don't think... The whistle caused like he was well, catching and, that ball and the regardless. whistle was so late that the reaction yeah. time between yeah. like whistle and like mentally giving up on the play, yeah. I don't think that it was realistic. I think it is just a testament to how bad uh, Jerome Boger is as an official, the rest of his crew, and all that stuff. Yeah. And well, they, they, they announced it right after, yeah, they announced yeah. immediately after that, being like, this crew will not be doing another playoff game, and it's like, we shouldn't have crews like i feel like if if this if there are certain nfl official crews that you just say you're not allowed to officiate a game that you know really matters like it's the playoffs Mm -hmm. i feel like that those should just not be allowed to officiate games like yeah it's like it's like if you have like a five-star restaurant it's super important and fancy and you know one of the chefs like sneezes in the food and you go you're no longer allowed to cook for the important customers and you're like yeah. wait what about all the other customers that show up like the nfl the the dollars that flow through and around the nfl in all you know aspects whether it's directly or adjacent to it it's it's astounding it's billions and billions of dollars every yeah. single year and it's you know it hinges almost all the time on a bunch of middle-aged dudes trying to keep up with the best athletes in the world and see things with split second reaction time who are not full-time employees. And it's, it's still baffling. And I know we've talked about this in previous years. It remains baffling and I just can't understand. It just seems like a drop in the bucket to try and, you know, re reframe officiating the NFL to get it so much better. It doesn't seem like it would be that hard, but here no. we are again. And and like the sad thing is like deep down, I know we're just going to always be here. Like we're always going to be having this same conversation about NFL officials. Like it's, it's just, you know, we're just in an endless loop and it's just terrible. We're like, going to be but... sitting here at the like age of 85. Like, yeah. well, the officials should be full time. Yeah. <laughs> just, just never. We'll never get that. It's just sad, but yeah, and you go like I would say they need to go on strike, but I don't want replacement refs again. So I don't know. Yeah, it, it's I, a bummer, but but hopefully this, like we said, I don't think it really changed the outcome in any impactful way. Hopefully, no. it kind of reminds everybody to get their shit together during the playoffs. 
the problem is I want to when it does like because officials and like things like that are such like a hot button topic, like when they really fuck something up, it's mm-hmm. really bad. Like it's magnified and it looks terrible, even though even if they like are right. Well, you know, 95 percent of the time, we're always going to remember the bad calls. I mean, like it's the same thing with officials in any any sport. Yeah, well, that's why I think that, you know, having a higher degree and, you know, balancing obviously with you can't review every single play, but having a higher degree of assistance from, you know, like a sky judge or the booth or whatever you want to call it, New York, which they're they're inching towards. But it almost feels like this ego thing where they don't want to admit that they can't see everything, you know in high definition, the instant it happens and all that stuff. Like I don't blame them. I couldn't go out there and do it. No, but no, like it, it's, it's, but if you made difficult. me go out there, I wouldn't be like, no, don't help me. <laughs> I'd be yeah. like, yes, please. Help uh, yeah. me. I, I will be the conduit through which sky judge enacts its great will. I will do whatever sky judge tells me to do. And, and I never want to get to a point where we're like, okay, we, we got to take out the human element because like, that's a part of it. Like, I don't want to have like, I, I'm kind of like, already there. I don't really like the human element. Well, like, I don't know. I, I just think like, I don't know. It's just yeah. part of it. It's like the un, you know, uh, un like official agreement that is we as fans just kind of accept that like we can go into a game that they, a bad call might help your team or hurt your team. And it's just like, that's a part of the game. At least that's where I personally am with it. And yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but regardless, time is a flat circle. We'll be here again, maybe as soon as next week. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's the thing. We're we always got. We'll always have games to talk about, even in the off season. We'll always remember the really bad moments, and so it's we'll always have something to talk about with the refs. Exactly. Um, next game. Poof, this Don't was a game. This a fucking game. This, <laughs> this was, was this was a shit pumping, <laughs> yeah. boat racing, doors blown off apocalyptic fucking disaster so this this is uh, this is one where we saw several of the teams in the playoffs obviously right now they have coordinators offensive coordinators defensive coordinators that are looking to become head coaches and they're waiting to interview you know until their team is out they're looking to you know take some interviews well this was one where uh offensive coordinator for the buffalo bills uh brian dable who he is a very hot hot name he was last last uh uh coaching cycle last year and then this year obviously brought back up since the bills are still a good offense uh this was as close to a perfect game i think that an offensive coordinator could have called like i think it was the first time like ever um yep. i that there's never there's never been a single turnover um punt, punt field goal like i mean literally all they did, they got on the field, they just scored a touchdown every time the offense had the ball. Well, not every just... time. The last time they really fucked it up and they took a bunch of knees in the yeah, game. Yeah, but, but like, see, that's the thing. It, the, the thing does exclude victory formation things. Yeah, like, obviously. But, like, it, it's just incredible. I mean, it, this is something that, too, with an offense that hadn't all looked like that amazing for the second half of the year. Like, they had a bad stretch in December. And into January, it's like, that was the question mark. Will their offense be able to kind of get back to what it was? And holy shit, did it. <laughs> this is not against a yeah. bad defense either. Like that's No, the and th- that, that's the impressive thing is that if they would have gone out and done this to the Bengals or the Raiders or yeah. almost really any other defense, you know, the Steelers in, in the AFC, 
this wouldn't have been nearly as impressive, but they did this against the Patriots. And while the Patriots aren't the juggernaut that I think some people were kind of proclaiming them to be in the middle of the year when they were going on their run, very Mm -hmm. solid defense, very well coached team. You know, they have talent at a bunch of positions and, on both sides of the ball, they just got absolutely manhandled. I mean, yeah. we were we were at a 10K event where this was on all the TVs, and I think I watched about five minutes of this game. Just yeah. in, in passing, just oh Jesus Christ. And then you just go back to whatever you were doing. It it wasn't even interesting. The yeah. only two notes I have uh about this game, uh note number one, it just says Jesus Christ, because I think the Bills were just taking out 20-plus years of frustration on the Patriots mm-hmm. in one night. And the second note just says dildo, and that's it. <laughs> that's all I have. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, interesting. You always will see some fans uh, throwing some colorful objects on the field every now and then. If it's like in Dallas, it was literal trash. Um, whereas if you're in Buffalo, you might get a dildo. So that's kind of... Yeah, I I don't I don't super understand why either, because like they were in Buffalo. They were they were a dildo for dicking down the Patriots. I don't. Yeah, because like the Bills had just scored and they were like, you get a dildo. And I was like, is that good? Is that a celebration? (laughs) I don't know. Um, A dildo to come out, you know, at the opposing team. Yeah. Maybe it was a Patriots fan. (laughs) just like infiltrated and was just trying to make Bills fans look bad. Maybe. I mean, I wouldn't put it past it, I guess. I mean, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, um, yeah I don't have a whole lot else to say uh, other than that this is, was just a much-needed offensive performance for sure. And the defense obviously looked great, but, like, that wasn't the question mark. I mean, it was against Mac Jones, who, while Mac Jones is not, like, bad or anything, he's a rookie quarterback. And he's not a first bust like Trevor and Lawrence. And so, <laughs> yeah. Trevor Lawrence ended the, the Colts season, so there's that. Um, yeah. Oh, well, you, you, you came out, you, you went out against Carson Wentz and you came out on top, Trevor. Still <laughs> a bust. Uh, I've so, rescinded that. I've rescinded the rescinding of his bust. He's oh, back Jesus, bust the double rescinding. Yeah. Okay. Um, the, uh, uh, the only other thing I wanted to mention about this game, I got to start making more TikToks about the Patriots because we now have two TikToks in the history of the podcast that have gone over a million and they're both about the Patriots. <laughs> The the number the number of comments on the video where the topic was the Bills kicking the shit out of the Patriots, and you got Bills fans gloating, you got Patriots fans coming out yeah. in droves and being like, trash franchise, you beat us once in 20 years. It was yeah. delicious. I was here for every moment of it. Well, like, yeah, we know like there are certain fans of teams that are really like active on social media. Bills fans are definitely like they're oh, yeah. like like sociopathic almost, or they just, they like personally attack people or like they like, they take it as a personal, like assault on them as a person. And there, it's just, I don't know where it's like, get, just chill. It's not that serious guys, but yeah, the, the TikTok has 1,393 comments on it Jesus. at this point. I mean, <laughs> bravo. Just, <laughs> people like to be mad, man. And they like to like shove their fandom down people's throats and like, some fan bases more than others and hey as long as it's on our tiktoks that's fine we welcome it i love it um, more. all right let's uh transition to the guy that left new england um first game on sunday 
saw i mean this this was a this is uh, another shitty one i mean yeah it's just <laughs> i mean this i don't want to say like the, the vikings would put up a much better fight like come on yeah, like we're not going to win would have. but we 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 what we do know with vikings games it is entertaining from beginning to end. Like, you know, you're yeah. going to have a game of 60 minutes of just the, the Vikings have been playing playoffs football the entire year yes. where everything ex- comes down to the wire. <laughs> yeah. With the exception of like maybe three or four total quarters, yeah. we have been playing like, like foot, like actual, like, like conference championship level football where it's like, Oh, these teams are really evenly matched. They should be. And like, I don't know the Eagles. Like God. Well, and, th- and this this, it, this game uh, really kind of pushed me over the edge. Where I was moderately in the you know okay we have seven teams that's more football to watch right yeah I think we need to go back to six. We'll get into this game and then the 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 game on a Sunday night. But those two games with the seven seeds just getting annihilated. Yeah, I don't. I don't view it as helpful anymore. I don't view it, it was, as a benefit. <laughs> it was definitely a tough look for the people that are a fan of the seven teams. Like I, I personally am, I like the, the more football, but, and I think the way you look at it is, okay, we've only had it for what now, two years of doing this. So it's like a sample size is obviously very small. And last year, you know, no fans being there and all this kind of weird COVID. So you're like, okay, so I get that aspect, but then this year it sucks, but I think it's just the teams that end up getting in. And I, I personally would like to apologize on behalf of the Vikings to America for uh, subjugating you all to having to watch the Philadelphia Eagles in the playoffs. I, I would clearly like to apologize they are for going not. to that Packer game that eliminated them. Yeah. That yeah. Was, like it, that was it ruined it, dude. And it ruined my bad. It. Like we would have, we would have been in there had, well, I mean, I think there's a lot of things that went into that game. I'd like to apologize for Kirk's immune system. <laughs> yeah. So, or, or drilling a hole, one too many holes in his plexiglass. That yeah. was you. And it's just, yeah, he lost know, $20. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think he should be able to spot you for that. I feel like he's got enough money. I hope so. 20 bucks. <laughs> um, I don't know. Those probably were expensive jeans he bought as linemen. So, do you know? If they're custom jeans, do you know how much denim that is needed for offensive linemen? Come on. We need yeah, to talk for, about that. Yeah, I was going to say, so for the listeners that aren't aware, we were told uh, from an inside source close to the pod <laughs> that how quarterbacks every year generally buy their offensive linemen all something nice and they get it for mm-hmm. the whole offensive line unit. Kirk bought all of his offensive linemen this year a nice pair of jeans, which is not normal no and like you have a statement adam about because he's your guy i mean he has been (laughs) he has been better about his gifts too like i tell you one one year he he bought all of his offensive linemen really nice grills and Mm -hmm. uh you know bought him really nice foil and really nice steaks to go in the foil on the grill and literally one time it was a three-year progression so some guys like only got the foil and some guys they just got a raw steak and they were like, what do I yeah. do with this? 
It was a team bonding thing. He's like, you have to combine your resources and enjoy the stakes together. That's what it was with the foil, with the power the of friendship. The While wearing the jeans, the it is the final. <laughs> it all comes full circle. Kirk is a he. He loves all these. You know, it's the humor and all. He's the real jeans are the friends you make along the way. Yeah, you saw. You just watched Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants and was like, you know. What, I think I can what do he this. got them one <laughs> pair of jeans to share. Hey, man. You guys Build are all the him. same size, right? Pretty fair, though. They were the 26th ranked offensive like pass protection. No, lineman. they didn't deserve a better so, present than jeans. No, so I feel like it. I, he probably saw that. It was like, you know what? Return, you know, whatever. But, the but it's got to be a little bit of like a chicken and egg where it's like, well, now that he got him jeans, they're definitely not going to protect him. Oh, I mean, not all December. of them are be there again. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's fair. It's fine. Only a few of them are going to probably be back. But. but OK, so getting back to Bucks Eagles, because it was such <laughs> yeah. a fucking interesting game that we had to talk about Kirk's jeans for five minutes. <laughs> uh, I had something that I thought of. I yeah. think the Eagles would have had a better shot to win this game if they just put Gardner Minshew in in the second half. He's, he's a chaos thoughts? machine. Yeah, he's, I, I don't he's think chaos. You're wrong. Tom yeah. Brady's weakness is like below average white guy quarterbacks that come Against out of nowhere. The Eagles. Yeah, like <laughs> I mean, Gardner is much closer to Nick Foles than Hurts is. It's not even close, you know. No, well, yeah, I think. Um, in all honesty, I think the Jalen Hurts, they did they need to use his legs. Like eight carries for 39 yards is like is just not what's gonna do it. I mean, him passing 43 times a game is probably not a good thing. Like he's just that's just not where he's at with his, you know, NFL mm. arm yet. Um that was we always knew like that would be a work in progress. So that was something that needed to kind of come along, but his legs are what makes him, you know, the X factor essentially. Um that separates him from, you know, the Gardner Minshews of the world and the Nick Foles. And I, I just think that they, they tried to be someone that they're not like, they're a good, they're a very good running team and they just didn't really try. Like, again, it's like teams like get a face against the, the bucks and yes, the bucks have a very good, you know, defense against the run, but maybe could, could it, could it not be the other way because, or like, it's that way because teams are so because afraid. They just give up. Yeah, or yeah. like they just like, oh my gosh, they're gonna they're gonna stop it. Why even try? It's like, you know, yeah, I, they, they call that the Vita Vea effect. Yeah, like and seriously, I just, yeah, I, I, I think you're right because the Bucks defense is definitely not bad, especially no. in the run department. It's pretty good. It's not as good as it was a year ago, and in the passing department, it's I think significantly worse. They've had yeah, they, some injuries to corners corner, and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. So, but I, I just, I don't know. I was expecting more. I kind of clowned myself into believing the Eagles had a shot in this one <laughs> and they didn't. And that was just wishful thinking on my part, hand up. Like that's, yeah. that's something that I just tricked my brain into believing what I wanted to happen. <laughs> um, but yeah, so good. Thanks for coming out Eagles. Yeah. Their, their season's done and could have, like in all honesty, like in sincerity here, like hats off to Nick Sirianni only first or new head coach to get his team to the playoffs. Uh, that Rich being said, is a new head coach. How well, he's interim. Start? He's interim. Yeah. He's not, he's, he's not, he's newer than Sirianni. It's, it's not, so. it's not the same category because <laughs> he's, he, he, I think they should hire him. Honestly, like after what he did, like got them through there, got him to there. 
I don't know. I feel like you don't let a guy walk out the door. I don't think he's like Freddie Kitchens. So yeah, no, he's definitely not a Freddie Kitchens, but I don't know. I think, I think it depends on who they can get. You know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of candidates out there. There's a lot of teams need coaches. I just don't know why they haven't done it yet. Like they need like, you know, they're falling behind way behind. Like if there's a guy they want, he would have already been let go and they've already been. Yes, but they are, they are the Raiders, you know, this is, they did fire. They did. They did get rid of their GM, Mike Mayock. So there is that. Um, I feel like that's smart because they have been horrendous at draft picks in the last. Yeah, that guy drafted years. a murderer a couple of years ago. He, well, like every guy that he takes in the first round is a massive reach. Like it's it's awful. Like Damon Arnett, I don't even think he's on the team anymore. A corner, and they only drafted him because he was from Ohio State. And they're like, hey, they're supposed to have really good corners. Look at Marshawn Lattimore. So, yeah, he's wow. he's a good example of the like I'm smarter than the rest of you guy. Which like even if you're right, you could have gotten that guy in the second. You know, it's kind of yeah. it's just not a good strategy. Well, like last year they drafted Leatherwood and like they drafted him to be a tackle, and they realized he's not ready for that. They put him at guard, and I just I don't know. They drafted him in like eighteen or nineteen or something. Still, yeah. Um. All right, I think let's go to the uh, afternoon game. Or the later afternoon game. The this only one was, actually good game of the entire weekend. All right. I mean, basically, yeah. So this one, we see San Francisco 49ers traveling to Dallas, take on the Cowboys, where they walked away from Dallas with a 23-17 to 17 win. And boy, did we see, like, a little bit of everything in this game. I mean, yep. it was... I, I, I've, I, I feel like if you wanted to sum up both of these teams... In one, like if you had like only 60 minutes to sh- sum up, all right, how are the 49ers as a team? How are the Dallas Cowboys as a team? You show them just this game, and you're like, it's a little bit of everything. I mean, you got every single version of Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> I mean, you got every single version of Jimmy Garoppolo. You got, you know, the Cowboys in their, in their, you know, kind of high powered or at least efficient offense, but for the majority of the game, you have them away from that and it's not really working for them and i just want to point out that i saw this coming a mile away uh i was the only one out of the three of us that predicted the uh the boys to lose this game See, you and had that an unfair because... advantage though you have the unfair advantage of uh-huh. having history with this man i mean like I, personal I, history are, are you telling me that you're unaware of mike mccarthy's playoff pedigree <laughs> No, I am, but I've never had to rely on it before. I usually yeah, I, just have it like there. I have been hurt very personally by this man over and over again. And unless he breaks out the watermelon, you are always going to be in severe danger of losing, no matter who you're playing or who you have when your coach is Mike McCarthy. And coming down yeah. to the wire here, that is kind of what made the difference. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that I've heard heard levied against Mike about this game that's more general in terms of lots of penalties kind of just general you know discipline and things like that but then at the very end of the game the play call and how many seconds were left in in oh, right before they ran the draw there's 13, 13 seconds clock is running they probably if you go up and clock at once you got two shots at the end zone from like the 40 right um, yeah, if they didn't, if they didn't get something, I don't, cause they were coming, here's some context. So Kevin's referring to the final play of the game, which, which ended up being the final play of the game. Yep. They were on, um, let me just pull up the actual yardage here. Um, so they were on the, 
41 yard line. So just a little past midfield. So they're definitely in Hail Mary range, like where it's you can get yeah. that ball to the end zone. There's 14 seconds left. That's what it is. So it's 14 seconds. It's second and one. There's no, the clock is not running because San Francisco had to call a timeout. Oh, you're out. right. You're right. You're right. San Francisco called a timeout after um, Schultz got pushed out of bounds for nine yards to get from midfield to the 41. So they, you know, San Fran was gassed. They wanted to make sure, okay, mm-hmm. here's what needs to happen in these 14 seconds. And so there, there should have been no excuse. Everyone should be on the exact same page on the next play. Here are my thoughts on the, the final play. It was a, a, a called. People saw, were like, oh, are we sure it's the play call? Are we sure he just had to run? No, that's that's a designed quarterback draw. So Dak Prescott gets the snap, takes a second, and then takes off upfield. You know, everyone is playing off. It's yep. a smart play call to get you 10 cheap free yards. If there and they were get 20 down seconds left, it would have like, been a smart Here's play the thing, call. though. The, the play after like, cause like there's always been dissected. The play calls for him to get like 12 13, or like 10 to 13 yards. It is meant to just to be a, get you closer. So you actually can have a designed play. It's not just a hail Mary to the end zone. And Dak, he just kept running. I mean, no one's around him. He kept running all into the 24 yard line. So they, it, it, that's what causes the timing of it not to work because 14 seconds was enough time for that play to happen. It just, it went longer than it should have. Like he was expecting it tackled, I think, but yeah, but but even that comes down to execution and it does kind of come back to the coaching where afterwards McCarthy has doubled, tripled, quadrupled down on this whole, it was the right thing. We practiced that a hundred thousand times leading up to the week. It's like, well, clearly if you did, you needed to practice it more, but I'm willing to bet you probably didn't because you're kind of a liar, Mike. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he slides, tries to get up, doesn't give the ball back to the ref, instead tries to set it himself, which yeah. I, I'm of two minds about kind of the, the chaos that happens here. On one hand, it's dumb to not give the ball to the ref. You yeah. know, just ask Chase Claypool. You, you got to give the ball to the ref. That's Yeah, that's he hands it to his center. Rule instead number one. Yeah. And the center spots it. And under a normal situation, that's not okay. And the ref comes in, like mm. has to shimmy between the guard Run, and the center. Runs into Dak and like yep. stumbles through them. Yeah, yeah. like swims to through the, the offensive ball. line, yeah. picks up the ball, moves it like a full yard backwards. Yeah. And then I think realized that then every offensive line would have to get all the way up and get back down. Yeah. And then he moves it about halfway between where it was and where he originally moved it. And then let, like backs up, and by the time they get the ball snapped, the game is over. Yeah. Now, they're going to clock the ball, and they're going to take a Hail Mary shot that's still pretty far out. The half a yard does not fucking matter. No. That ref, you got to have some well, sort of And this was his second sort of awareness. time. This yeah. was the second time that he's done this exact thing. And yeah. like, stand as the rule, but it is a dumbass rule. I hate, well, like, it, he has to go touch the ball. I'm like... Okay. It's it's a rule, but in the spirit of the game, I mean, mm-hmm. is anyone going to complain and say they got the ball a half yard in front of where they should have, or yeah. you know, even spike it and then move it back a half yard? Who gives a fuck? Like, mm-hmm. I, I hate it, that's it, how the game it ended. Me off. I wish that we could actually see a, because like twenty four yards, 
That's not, I mean, yeah, that's that, not much. That, that's a full on, like you can throw a laser to the corner. I mean, you can, yeah. you have a lot of options at and 24 it, and it's yards. It's still unlikely that you're going to convert yeah. it, but yeah, for sure. I think gonna that plant, they, you know, deserve the back, a shot there. And yeah. it was like, right. As the clock hits zero, they got the spike off. I mean, if they had another second, they probably yeah. could have done it. Or and if so like part- the, the, the clock, the time actually shows like in our decimal, I feel like we weren't at like zero, 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 like, you know, yeah. full on zero. I, it's, yeah. And it's so part of it is the execution like that, yeah. like, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of on Dak in that yeah. sense. And then I just don't agree with what the official did. I know he was following protocol, but it, it just sucks that that's kind of how it ended. And I'm not a Cowboys fan. I'm not a Mike McCarthy fan. But it was very kind of anticlimactic in that way. Yeah, and it and I think this is a game though. Like I, I don't. It should not have come down to that. Like that's no. my biggest takeaway. Is yes, that sucks. That's a that's a shitty way to have your season end. But at the same time, you had every opportunity to win that game. Like yeah. the Cowboys defense did a hell of a job, and he, there there were some late game dumbass penalties like Randy Gregory like what are you doing like superplexing someone or like trying yep. to you know pile drive someone through the turf <laughs> out of like for no reason which cost you you know precious seconds now yeah. um and because that would have been on third I would have forced the fourth down and they would have got a ball back with a lot more than 30 seconds or whatever they had and and mm-hmm. I think the weird decisions by the coaching staff, like going forward on like not going forward on fourth and short, then calling a fake and then keeping your guys out there and trying to get the Niners to call a time. Like that's your best case scenario is they call a timeout. Who gives a fuck? You're down two scores. Like they're not, that shouldn't be what you should be trying to do Just put your offense on the field right to begin with. And yeah. And and, and that's where I think that the Mike McCarthy has never been, good at this stuff he's never been good at clock management he's never been good at kind of the the strategy and the gamesmanship that kind of comes along with trying to do something cute with your your fourth down or whatever you want to do he has never been that guy i don't think he's he's ever even been you know average at it and when you look at this you're not that guy pal you're not that guy yeah exactly There, there, there are so many gifts whether it's in dallas or a couple there's also a ton from his time in green bay where mccarthy's just he's just like confused looking Mm. up at shit because he doesn't understand what's happening around him and so this was one of those games where i think if you if you look at the seating and it was you know a three versus a uh it was a three versus six right Yep. yep and you think, okay, well, that gives an edge to the three. It's Shanahan versus McCarthy. And that's not even fucking close. And that's huge, especially in playoff games where everything matters. I think coaching, the effect of coaching gets amplified in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Well, like Kyle Shanahan, (coughs) excuse me, like the the one thing that Kyle Shanahan has, like one of the many major qualities is his team is going to, know what they should be doing they're always they're in the gonna right execute. spots yeah. like they are a such like they're such a well-coached team like 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 fundamentally sound and i think that's something where all you have to do like you just you can't beat yourself against that team like you're, you're gonna have op- opportunities to win because the cowboys were the much more talented team i mean they they their their defense was playing another level this year um even though trayvon diggs 
he was getting torched by Ayuk. Um, I, I think that the offense, for the most part, was really, really explosive and really good. But they beat themselves. They just find ways to do it. And Shanahan, a team like Shanahan's uh, and the 49ers, especially them, will jump all over that. And I mean, they're you know they're gonna be like, thank you. We're just gonna not screw up, and you're just gonna keep messing up, and we're gonna capitalize every single time. What do you think Mike's mojo moment was of this game? What what do you what do you think his his top mojo moment was? I mean, positive mojo or bad mojo? I. Mojo is mojo, man. It's 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 in the eye of the beholder to assign um, what mojo is. Uh I mean, I feel like the mojo moment has to be the fake punt, and then like immediate, like for good mojo, and then immediately like take it all back by oh, this there's, stupid there's ass anti mojo. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, like, like can't like the mojo was right there. They're like, oh my gosh, like the crowd went crazy. And then they just like, nah, let's cancel there's, that right there's, out. There's mojo, the and there's like there's like Joe Mo. I have to workshop that, but yeah. Ojome. 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 It's your Ojome. Yeah. Oh, oh no. Ojome. Yeah. Uh well, I wish Mike the best of luck. I, I'm very curious to see what alliteration he brings to us next year. Also, one thing. Um I I know you're trying to, you know, not necessarily feed the out run the offense through one player. Uh CD Lamb only having one catch in this game unacceptable like when corner is, is probably is lamb like part. good or something i mean come on I, I i think he's pretty good is he like decent um, yeah yeah I, I think he's halfway decent and like that was something i saw trey Aikman say um about this game like i get you know you're not trying to to feed through but in like, you want to be analytical and you want to go by like what the numbers are telling you at the same time like if you know a team's weakness is corner and they keep single covering CD Lamb, probably your most explosive offensive weapon. Maybe find way, like just give him a shot. Like he's going to win more often than not. And like, like I, I don't know. They just it got a little too cute, and it's kind of been a, a thing that's happened this year. And also not having Michael Gallup, I think really did hurt. Like Cedric Wilson is fine, but Michael Gallup makes a shit ton of contested catches. Like every week he's out there, he makes an unreal catch. Like that one where. Cedric Wilson was like the fourth and long where he tried to catch it and kind mm-hmm. of stumbled. Gallup catches that ball. Like it just not with a Cedric, torn ACL. He doesn't. Yeah. Well, I know, <laughs> but like Cedric Wilson's just, I don't know. He, it, that, that really did hurt. And I, I don't know. It sucks that the Cowboys kind of season ended that way. Like I said, but I mean, I'm fine with the Niners moving out. Like they're still enjoyable to watch. I know some people think they're boring because they just control the clock and, or, you know, use fundamentals, but, yeah, I mean, i I think it's I think it's not as surprising as some people think it is, and yeah, I I think the Niners deserve it. You know, they came out on mm-hmm. on the road and they beat Dallas, and they were up the entire game. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they you know wire to wire finish, and I now have gone back to back years of like I I apologize next year, whoever I pick from the NFC to make it to the Super Bowl, you're going to lose in the wild card like that, like that's just yep. That's just how it is. Like I picked the Seahawks last year with it, how they were going end of the year, and they lost. I think to the Rams. I think it was that, um, that really nuked your bracket pretty. I guess I mean you, you still, still you're not completely finished. dead. But I think I still finished better than you did last year. 
Because I had the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Oh, no, last year. Last year didn't even – who knows what happened last year. I'm talking about this year. I know, year. but like – Living the now. Oh, oh, no, this year I'm totally fine. Stop Niners, living in the past, you Vikings fan from a hey, Packer it, fan. It, if the Niners and Rams win this week, I'm 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 golden, you know? I I don't think so. Totally fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah it, it nukes both of your guys'. Yeah, that I guess that's happen. fair, and we were all yeah. the same. And I would have the, but for sure the most remaining points, as long as the Chiefs don't lose, you know – well, we'll get to it. The Niners aren't gonna win. Well, okay, that's guaranteed. Confident. Hundred percent, zero percent. They're gonna win. I just realized um, what I did. Yeah, you, <laughs> you, you can't take it back. It's already on here. No, I can edit oh. it out. It's fine. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> you can't do it. Not, not. You gotta be stay, stay genuine for the pod. Come on. All right, let's go to the Sunday night game. This one was close for the first like fifteen minutes, this and one then was, was all like, hell broke loose. Uh, What's that story about the guy that like raced the the steam engine through the mountain? You know what I'm talking about? Uh it's like yes, John Henry or something. Yeah, some like old fable or whatever you want to call it. This was like T.J. Watt versus the Chiefs, where it's just like, yeah. can T.J. Watt keep them in this game all by himself? Well, and yeah, he, like he, he scored the first touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> To be fair, well, he, he um, batted an interception and then he scored the touchdown. I mean, yeah. he tried his best. Yeah, the Steelers' defense—they they tried um, for the first quarter and going into the second. <laughs> and I think right after that fumble recovery, where the Chiefs try to get too cute and run a little wildcat with Nicole Hardman trying to hand the ball off to Daryl Williams that just botched the handoff. Then yeah. they realize, like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, um, no, no, no. Let's use one of the best people at throwing a football in the world, and like let's just let him throw it all over them. And he did. And I say just... we let Patrick take a stab, see how good he is. At it. <laughs> yeah, like okay, all right. Like wait, 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 wait. We're we're much better than this team. I, I feel like let's they just... just realized, like Andy Reid just like had a moment of clarity where he looked across the field and was like, "Oh yeah, we're playing the fucking Steelers. This is yeah. Like I'm making this harder than it has to be." Yeah, and, I just, yeah. I don't know. It was, I don't have uh, a ton to say about this game either, honestly. Yeah, it was a game where, like, they didn't really need, like, Herculean efforts from any of the, their playmakers. Like, it was a quiet, a relatively, I mean, Kelsey was over 100 yards. Uh, 48 of that was on one uh, run or one play to end the half. But I, I, I think, like, they were just kind of able to, you know, not treat it like a preseason game because that's, yeah, wildly disrespectful, but like kind Almost, of, though. Yeah. like kind of, like they were just I, like this is a tune-up game, you know? They well, basically it, it had seemed a like, yeah, it seemed like everybody on the Steelers just kind of walked in the stadium, like yeah, we're gonna fucking lose, except for T.J. Watt. Like nobody seemed heavily invested. Even the head cases like Claypool were not up to their usual antics. They're just like, yeah, no, we're gonna lose. Yeah, De- Deontay Johnson had a case of the dropsies oh, in this game. Yeah. Old Deontay from last year came out, and he has shown like if that happens early, he kind of just loses interest a little bit. Um, Big Ben could barely throw the ball downfield. I think at one point he had like one point seven yards per attempt um yeah. like at half or whatever it was and then like you know garbage time happened and then he was able to up that a little bit to a nice easy uh what was it, it ended up being 4.9 average Ooh. um oh no that's that's his that's for completion i'm sorry 
Uh, his his average is probably a lot less. Yeah, it is going to be. Uh... Oh, he's doing the math. Oh, no, that is. No, it is. It is for, uh, they do put average, uh, per attempt. So 4.8 rounding up to 4.9 per attempt. So that's. Yeah, Dad still. <laughs> and, and I mean, if you're if you're a Big Ben fan, then I guess you got another game. And if you're a Big Ben hater, it's exactly what we said last week. He got killed. So yeah, you kind of get what you wanted either way, I guess. And yeah, his, his now he's officially gone. And we yeah. have to stop. Well, not officially talking I mean, about it. Everything. It, what if he just came back? Because I could Juju definitely see like, him coming back, but like Juju came out being like. I want him back. I want seven back. You know, all this stuff. It's like, uh, Duff, dude, Juju has lost all credibility to me. Yeah, I don't, like, I don't really uh, take his opinion to mean much of anything at this point. I just feel like it's, it fits out too perfect that they like, they could just draft Kenny Pickett and get the Pittsburgh kid to stay in Pittsburgh. And yeah, I don't know. That's exciting. Like, even if he's not good, it's just a good, like, you know, gap or bridging the gap from big Ben, a guy that has been there for, you know, forever for them. Um, or, or hear me out. Dwayne Haskins. No, 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 no. Yeah. Mason Rudolph is the future, if anything. You know, he, maybe he, we just he says we go every things. other, every other drive is between <laughs> uh, Dwayne and Mason. Just from, two quarterback system. That's, that's what they always say. Like, if you don't, if you don't have two quarterbacks, you don't have any. That's the saying, right? That's, yep. That's, so that's when you're Bill playing Parcells, the Browns, maybe you give him some more Dwayne, a little bit less yeah. Mason, you know, just for everyone's safety. Yeah. <laughs> or make sure that Miles Garrett is is not playing, and then you can play Mason. Yeah, yeah. Then then it's a Mason game. Yeah. But all right, I don't have a whole lot to say other than that. I'm no, just happy. Steelers suck. The Chiefs know. are good. Yeah. I don't know. Hard hitting hot takes on today's episode. Yeah. Uh, all right. Last game on Super Wild Card Weekend. To make it super, we had a game on Monday which I understand the reason why people don't like games like a playoff game on a Monday. Like I get it like less rest for that, the winning team, but like as a fan selfishly, it's really nice to be like, Oh, I got a playoff game to watch tonight on a Monday. Yeah. Um, for the fourth time in our discussion, I'm going to say, I wish it was a better game because the Cardinals yeah. fucking suck at football. Razul Douglas intercepted the ball and did like a like a space jam monsters just like stole all their energy move because since that game the cardinals have been just a fucking mess and they limp into the playoffs they get their doors blown off i i've been using doors blown off a lot they get beaten convincingly by a division opponent in a game that was never really close kyler looks all-time bad like yeah like not bad for kyler like bad for a quarterback bad and i don't know what they do now because it feels like they've hit their ceiling with their current setup you know yeah like they don't have like that that's the thing like i was listening to a to a pod about it or like reading something uh earlier after the game and uh earlier in the week and where it was talking about how like the cardinals are in a weird spot because you take away the stars. Like obviously like Buda Baker was had to leave the game. Uh kind of that a scary was the collision. Half, though. Yeah, I mean, scary you know, collision. Hope, hope he gets better and all that. But like every he 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 should be fine. He's been tweeting and 
posting and all Cam that. Cam Akers but, taunted him so hard he got a concussion. Which I, I that this is what I think. I don't, I don't blame he, him. Like, for that I think at all. I think he was saying stay down. I think he literally because he was motioning at him, like being like, like no, I don't, I don't no. think he was taunting him. I don't. He was don't like know. stiff arming his body on the ground. I, I think Cam Akers is dumb for not recognizing offensive response with the dude's arms stuck out in front I, of him. I don't think but he did that. I don't think it was malicious because then afterwards he's taking a knee next to him. Well, you know the medical staff is attending to Buddha, and you can see him talking back and forth with Cardinals players, where they're probably going like, "You piece of shit." And you can see him going, I didn't know. I didn't know. So he was definitely taunting him. He wasn't like, I don't know. Buddha, you look you look unwell. Please don't move. The medical staff will be here soon. I don't think that's what it was. Well, sorry. I see the best in people, Kevin. Yeah, you should apologize. You should never see the <laughs> um, best in people. Why would people be good? <laughs> wow, there's there's the dichotomy on this show for everyone here. It's just, it's just yeah. perfect. Um, all right. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury, uh, here's a little history back at Cliff Kingsbury, back at Texas Tech. You know, he was got a big name for being friends with Sean McVay and also coaching uh, Pat Mahomes in the playoffs or being linked to him or in the playoffs in college. And mm-hmm. uh, here's his here's his history to end seasons dating all the way back to 2013 at Texas Tech uh, 2013 lost five of six. In 14, 4 of 6. 15, 4 of 6. 16, 6 of 8. 17, 6 of 8. And 18, 5 of 5. Since he's been with Arizona, uh, he's been great with these hot starts in September and early October. And then he goes in 19, lost 7 of 9. In 2020, 5 of 7. And this year, 5 of 6. Uh, uh, he, he Does he realize the season, like, you, it, it keeps going, right? Like, you go yeah, into no, the winner. No one was more winner. unhappy about the new extra game this year than Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah. Because I think he has to know, like it can't possibly be lost on him. Yeah. And I don't know if he's, if he's recognized this trend and just refuses to, to change his, his approach. I, Cause I, I don't think I've ever seen a coach that does this year in and year out where they just stumble no. down the stretch. Usually you're either good or bad. And sometimes you go from one to the other, but to be this consistent, it's just, it's mind boggling. Well, we don't see it it. because we don't see it because those type of coaches don't last long. They don't stay in their positions that long. Like, yeah, I don't know. That's a terrible trait to have in a head coach. And I just, I don't know. I I think it's got to have something to do with, you know, he'll he'll scheme up a bunch of stuff for the beginning of the year. And then he Mm -hmm. must just not, you know, it's like you cram you, you cram a bunch of studying earlier, and then you just you just coast for several weeks, and you know he just doesn't continue working on it throughout the season. So as soon as defenses figure it out, it's over. You know. Yeah. Well, like, and that's something too. Like where it talked about depth, like they just don't have it. Like you you take away you you lose some key pieces, and they're just screwed. And you can say that about a lot of teams but not really to the extent like the Cardinals Like the Cardinals yeah. didn't look like they belong in the same field as, as the Rams and the Rams have not shown like they're unbelievable. Like we, I, you know, I've oh. been very critical of the Rams and especially of, of Matthew Stafford. And I'm like, they're a beatable team. Like they, you know, they, they have the opportunity the ability to beat themselves sometimes. And like the Cardinals, they're a good enough team to win that game. They didn't get out to seven and zero on a fluke. 
Like, yes, there's some teams they yeah. played, but like, I don't know, man. Like, oh, it's oh, they're, it, they're for sure a top half team, and they have the ability to go to LA and beat the Rams. You know how yeah. I know that? It's because they fucking did it this year, yeah, several weeks ago, and it, it's just got to be so frustrating as a Cardinals fan. And I think what we, you kind of talked about lack of depth. And I think that this kind of end of the season has been pretty massive indictment on Christian Kirk. Um, yeah. He's not that guy at all. No. Um, since DeAndre Hopkins went down with an injury and was done for the year. Yeah. He's been the de facto guy. Cause you know, the corpse of AJ green is still running around out I mean, there. He, not here in the he's play their call. version of Marquez Feldes Scantling. Like he's yeah. their deep shot. Like, mm-hmm. you know, every couple games you get a deep, you know, connection and he, he scores and you're like, holy shit. Yes. But like, if you have to rely on him as like a move the sticks receiver, he's not that he can't. No. Like he's just not at that level. Yeah. So they got a lot of questions to work through on the other side. You know, the Rams look good. You talked about it. We got a good Matthew Stafford this week. So he didn't have to do a whole lot. That's the thing. Like, no the defense, the Rams defense really, really played well. And they just made Kyler look two feet tall. Um, so he lost a couple feet and yeah, yeah, I, I, only I a couple though, only a couple. And like, I, I saw something like NFL or like, I don't know what it was. One, one thing said like for every hundred likes, uh, we'll make Kyler smaller. And like they got, <laughs> they had a massive thread. Literally. He's like in the grass, like <laughs> blades of grass are taller than him. And it's just, I don't know, man. It, it, it's tough for Cardinals fans. Also shout out Larry Fitzgerald for just having the most like, Oh, he's retired. Like I, that was never made an announcement ever. No, no one's really ever mentioned it. There was no also, farewell they, tour. They they showed him like up in the boot, up in the suite. And they're like, oh, there he is. Well, there's Larry. He's just done playing. I mean, I was like, I don't know. It's just so it's so on brand for him though too. Like he's just that kind of like, eh, you know, just come in and do my job kind of a guy. Yeah, but, it's it's very on brand. Um, I'd be remiss in this game if I didn't mention that uh, Aaron Donald remains a punk bitch. Um, he's choking people like multiple times this year. And I think I'm, I think I have a problem. I'm I'm kind of addicted to tweeting about it now. Yeah. Using the hashtag punk bitch. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's an infectious way of life of just you deciding just... that the best defender in football actually sucks it's it's liberating you can make an argument like we might be watching like the greatest defensive player like ever and and he's (laughs) this massive bitch and it's just it's hard it's hard for me to sit still while i'm watching it and he just has thin thin skin he doesn't like being called you know like a pussy or a punk bitch or things like that and i mean aaron if you want to come on the pod maybe we can can talk through this maybe he is just kinky and don't kink shame dude he just likes to choke people you know well, I, I, today friend of the pod uh dustin baker replied to one of my tweets calling aaron donald a punk bitch and he said you might be the only man on the planet who is willing to uh critique i think he said aaron donald and i was like look it's a dirty job but someone's got to do it see the no thing one is, else though, out there is calling him a punk bitch you're just putting so much like bad juju and like bad yeah. karma into the but, universe but where he, like Aaron Donald, he, you know, he could be playing your team next yeah. week. No, I'm, I'm, I'm highly aware shit. of that. Yeah. Like, I, I'm very much <laughs> conscious of that. And at this point now, the punk bitch thing started in the regular season 
And so I've kind of already dug that hole. It can't really get <laughs> deeper. So I might like, as well just, just live in it. This I might as well Tom just, Brady washed 2.0. Yeah, like, I might as well just put up some lights and and you know set up a TV <laughs> on the side of the hole because I'm in it now. And yeah. there's nothing I can do about that. So I might as well embrace that lifestyle. Fair, fair enough. Well, um, kudos to you for sticking to your guns, I guess. And besides, they're going to fucking lose this week. We'll get into it. But Stafford's going to throw 100 picks and Aaron Donald's going <laughs> to choke somebody else out. All right. With that, let's go to the divisional round. Um, we have, uh, sadly, only four games this weekend. Obviously, it's less and less. We only have seven games left. I'm not counting the Pro Bowl. Um of a eight games you put that pro bowl in there sir competitive How dare you <laughs> fall after this season um and we we start again with the Bengals. they they are the early spot again uh at 3 30 and they play tennessee titans the one the, the one seed um i i don't know i i feel like this is, i i i kind of put myself in a corner here because i i said like Yes, some people call the Niners boring, but like if you enjoy fundamentally sound football, it's not. But I also don't want the Titans to win. I want the Bengals to win. Like I want to see a rematch with the Chiefs. Like I just the the Bengals are the the fun pick. Yeah, and I'm also on that same that same side of things where I think I'd rather see the Bengals win, and I think they have a shot because the Titans have been up and down this year, not as wildly or as, you know, they don't have the volatility of the Bengals, but they've had some clunkers. They've come out flat a couple times and we're not quite sure what we're going to get with the Titans either because Derrick Henry is back at practice. I think he's cleared officially for the game uh, yeah. this week. So he will be out there. He will be playing. It remains to be seen, you know, how much of that workload he gets and how effective he is with those carries and I think that that's kind of going to be, you know, what this game hinges around because if he's not effective, that severely limits the Titans offense. And that's kind of a no duh statement, but they haven't, they've, they've been able to win games without him this year, but not against a lot of really quality opponents. Yeah. And like, and that's the thing too, like, like if their defense, if, Tennessee's because Tennessee does not have a consistently good defense. They have a defense capable of having good games. Um, They obviously just need to have a good game. I mean, they're going to have a tall task here. Um, I think them being at home will be a massive boost. Having Derrick Henry back will be a massive boost, whether whatever his capacity is in this game. Um, But knowing him and what we've seen from him, I wouldn't, I would expect nothing less than like 30 touches and him just, you know, being his normal self or trying to be. Um, I think him being back is makes it a lot harder for the Bengals team having to scheme. Like they don't, their, their defensive coordinator is probably like, you know, I think you have to plan for Derek, like a full load of Derek Henry and just hope it's not what it normally is. Yeah. But at the same time, I think that, you know, I think that the Bengals offense will be able to, to generate points against Titans defense. So I'm kind of expecting this one to be a semi high scoring game, you know, Mm -hmm. somewhere in the neighborhood of the, the fifties in combined points at least. And I don't know. I'm excited for this one because this is one of those, actually I'm excited for three of the four games coming up this week. I guess all four kind of, but I was going to say, what game are you not? I feel like they're all pretty good. I don't know. I, I can't. So here's the problem. 
we're going to get to it, but Rams, Buccaneers, mm-hmm. those are the two teams with the really good players that I shit on all the time. So I can't win because if my no. guys win, they have to play no. one of those guys. So yeah, that's, the, 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 the that's Cowboys losing, the Cowboys losing really yeah. actually did like hurt you. Put me like, in a box. Yeah. I'm you're like, Oh shit. No, I, I could normally like be able to take them on one at a time. And yeah, exactly. No. Like there was this, there was a scenario where maybe we didn't have to play, Aaron Donald or Tom Brady. And now there's no scenario. It has to happen unless, yeah. you know, like Tom just decides to follow his good buddy Antonio and maybe retire in the middle of a game. I don't know. It'd be kind of cool, Tom. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Tom's but never going to retire. He's going to be like taken off the field, like forced to, to retire, like gun to his head. Giselle's be like, no, Tom, you're done. He's just going to take though... a knee and die at like the age of 120. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. It just is what it is. Um, all right. Next game. Oh, before, what do you think the line is for Bengals-Titans? Um, Let's go Titans two and a half. Titans three and a half. So, okay. Yeah. And over-under is 47. Um, I think it's Smash popular... that over. Oh, my gosh. I can't wait to tell you the over-under for the other for the last game. Um, all right. <laughs> 40, 49ers-Packers is Saturday night football. Um, yes, it is. I feel like you're probably happier that you're on the Saturday. You don't have to wait. Like if it was Sunday night, you'd be like, just got to wait on it all weekend. Like if I'd, you know. I'd rather not wait. Um, yeah. that said, and, and I think, I guess that kind of goes along with it. I am very nervous because we already covered, you know, the potential after you win this game scenario, you have to go up against Aaron Donald or Tom Brady. And before that, you have to beat the Niners. Who yeah, you don't want to look the past Packers, the Niners. Yeah. Yeah. Who have bounced the Niners three times in my lifetime of like conscious football watching from the playoffs. Yeah. And that's still fresh. And I don't think the, the I don't think two years ago. I don't think the Packers have beaten the 49ers ever in the playoffs. No, I think I'm in the last sure 10 the years, they're like 0 and 4 or something like that. Yeah. Like it's, Again, shout out freaking Dustin Baker for tweeting yeah, that. It, it's, and ruining like bo- my day. it's your it's your boogeyman, your playoff boogeyman, essentially. And yeah. I mean, there, there will always, the most traumatic will always be the Seahawks in 2014, but right. it's this sustained. Which, which that was the anniversary, you know, wasn't yesterday? Was it yesterday? Uh, was I don't know. I don't, I don't celebrate. I, I think it was Tuesday. But like, oh, I saw it like going on like, you know, making the rounds like because I should, like, every I should now... look up he who must not be named and make sure he's still not playing football. But Brandon Bostic, no, is this where you, is this where you add a Shut beep? We just go like beep every time I say Brandon Bostic, and you just have to I, just to beep it. I think that's too much work for me to do, but I would like to do that if I had more more desire. No, oh, all right. Well, I'll just but, uh, try to work in Brandon Bostic as much. As stop, I can. stop doing that. <laughs> um, but anyway, so this this game, I'm very nervous. For that yeah. reason. And it is kind of hypothetically, if what I think happens ends up happening, if the Packers win this game and then, you know, the Buccaneers are the NFC championship game, there is some poetry in that. If you win, where you get to come back in the third year and take care of the two teams that bounced you the previous years, there's a lot of uh, tackling your own demons in there. I'm sure a spiritual guy like Aaron Rodgers would get a huge kick out of that, but in a much less spiritual and more realistic sense, it it scares me a little bit. I still think the Packers I, are going to win, but it scares me. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, what, uh, whether that, that I was watching, I was like sitting there watching this game, or watching the Cowboys 49ers game with uh, with Paige and being like, 
telling her what I need to have happen. Um, shout out Paige for watching so much football this last weekend, <laughs> every single game. It was quite a trooper. Um, she, uh, we were talking about, I'm like, yes, I need the Cowboys to win, but selfishly the team that's going to give, you know, the Packers a harder time is the 49ers just the way they're built and the way they run an offense and, like, and the way their coach isn't Mike and, McCarthy. Yeah. And like, I'm like, that's, you know, that, and they've done it. Yeah. They've literally done it before and recently. Um, so it's like, they just, I don't know. I think they, you know, I, I'm I think, I think that they are, because yeah, the Packers are the better team, but it just, it's all going to obviously come down to what team screws up the least, um, especially in this kind of a game. Yeah, it's going to come down to execution. Being at Lambeau is huge. Being in the cold is significant, though. It kind of lends itself to the run game, which is a strength of the Niners. And there are a couple question marks about this game, too. Uh, Fred Warner kind of rolled his ankle in the last week's game, and he's kind oh, of he's, questionable. He's already he's saying, saying he's going like to play. Immediately, yeah. he's like, don't even worry about I don't, it. Like, I don't expect come. him to miss, but it is you know, it is out there, and he could really be 100%, probably. Uh, Bosa like scorpioned himself on somebody's thigh last mm-hmm. week and got a concussion. So he is TBD uh, at this. I don't think they've said one way or the other, anything about him. He hasn't practiced yet this week. And then uh, Jimmy G has like a hand thing. You heard about that? Oh no. Yeah. Cause I think that's, he like hit his hand. Um, yeah. He's got some sort of like, like nebulous like, hand yeah. issue. And so, there's like rumors he's not going to play. I'd still expect him to play. I don't think they're going to trot Trey Lance out there for his like, what would that be like his third start uh, on the road in Lambo? Start. I feel like that'd be like his second actual like start because he's, he's third. He's his third game getting yeah. time. Yeah, basically. So there's some question marks there, and I think that, you know the Packers thankfully are getting a lot of pieces back. Randall Cobb confirmed he'll be out there. Uh, Boxiari's practicing. Everything points to him playing. Uh, same thing with Jair. Zadarius is always a little bit more nebulous, so he might, he may or may not be out there. But they're getting a lot of pieces back, and I think, I don't know, man. I didn't. I'm approaching this game on a personal level from a different angle than I have in the past because last year there wasn't a part of me that thought like this might be the last Aaron Rodgers game. You know, right. like that wasn't even on the table. I didn't even yeah. have time to like approach these games from that lens. Mm-hmm. And now I'm looking at it and I'm like, there's, there's, there's dread. There's terror inside well, yeah. of me. That's more you, than normal. Your season's done and you have, you know, and then, yeah, you know, you might not be, you might not it, be a Packer. So yeah, it was like, that's why I, I made like a special moment with like at the, the Packer Vikings game to like, this is maybe the last time I'll ever personally see him, you know, live in person this you is want to go travel to like denver or, or anywhere shut up <laughs> but uh <laughs> what if denver came to town i mean maybe i don't know i don't think i'd go to that game Adam. <laughs> <laughs> what if but, Devontae yeah. and, and him went to denver together and, and, and with, like, with oh, hackett no. and yeah <laughs> and matt lafleur comes to be the assistant coach and and <laughs> And AJ Dillon goes too, and and uh, Jair and everyone I love. No, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah. So this is this is getting existential for me, which is not a good place for me to be. And I'm hoping to channel that into some sort of zen rather than rage. 
No. So we will see how that goes. I don't I don't I don't like your chances at that. I just I don't I will not I, be watching this game from a 10k property. I am barricading myself in my apartment. You could not get me out with a SWAT team. Well, I didn't want to break the news here, but but it looks like 10k has purchased the rights to your apartment <laughs> to building. My apartment <laughs> building as a bit. Yeah, just to, just to fuck with you. Oh, that would be, that'd be great. Well, the Packers um, are 0-2 when I'm in 10K properties, so I am staying away. I'm just going to come by and put like a 10K sticker on the side of the, like on your window outside. That, It'd be like. That doesn't. That we don't know if the they po- lose. If then... you do that, the podcast is over. <laughs> it's it's done. I'm I personally out. won't do it, but if that happens. <laughs> I see Paige doing it. That, that still counts. <laughs> she would too. She would do it. Um. All right. What do you think the line is? Um, Packers minus four. Packers minus six. Over under also forty seven. Weather right now says it's gonna be twelve degrees. Um, we'll see how that actually goes, but I don't know. I feel like if if you get if Jimmy Garoppolo throws for thirty or more times, Packers will win. That's my yeah. We we got one of those one of those vintage Jimmy G interceptions in the Cowboys game this last week. I mean, the dude is Should have been a lot more. Should have been a yeah. lot more. Yeah. The dude right. is not an elite quarterback and that's the weakness. Yeah. Um, all right. Going to Sunday. Got two games on Sunday. Uh, starting off at two o'clock. We have the Rams traveling down to Tampa, take on the bucks rematch from earlier in the year where Matthew Stafford, Probably like was that peak MVP. Oh my gosh, he is unbelievable. Oh shit, I levels. forgot about that. I forgot that. Yeah, where he threw like five touchdowns, almost like four hundred yards. He only had like seven or eight incompletions, I think. Like nine. Yeah. Maybe. So that that's not going to happen uh, this week. <laughs> I'm I'm fairly confident that we got our good Matt Stafford week, and he kind of used it all. And this is going to be a bad Matt Stafford week. That is my prediction. All right. Uh, yeah, we're we're gonna see here because I mean the Bucks are probably one of like the best, like most well-rounded like coach teams yeah. with Arians, Leftwich, and uh, Bowles being like their you know their main their top three guys for head coaching, offense, and defense. And like I I don't know. The only issue is gonna be injuries, obviously, for the defensively and offensively for the Bucks. Um, and it's it's just what Matthew Stafford we get. I don't know. I I'm kind of with you on it, um, but well, like I, th- I said, I think they beat them before. So it, it's, it's so possible. interesting, like the Rams, and especially when you get into the postseason, where you know every game is hyper important, and Matthew Stafford is like is, is like the Harvey Dent two face of the Rams, where he's just like it can't hurt your chances, and he flips a yeah. fucking coin every week. <laughs> it, it's you know. It, it, everything comes down to how that coin lands. And I just, I don't like their odds of getting it two weeks in a row. I think last week went too well. And I think like the thing is though, like I honestly think that like his, like the amount of years he spent as a Detroit lion, it's ingrained in him, like deep down that like he has to like, I got to put the whole team on my back and try to get it all back in one throw. And yep. like, he, he just, he needs to take a breath. Like it's it's not as bad as like Carson Wentz, where like Carson Wentz gets like kind of really happy feet and like really wide base, and he's just like fuck it throws, and it's like his brain turns off. Matthew Stafford, I think he just tries to do too much sometimes, and it gets him in trouble a lot. 
Yeah, he, he tries to carry it and he tries to kind of play hero ball. Which he doesn't need to do at all on the Rams. He does not. Like, no, he, he has be... his past trauma that's that's impacting his current actions. And I think that if the or if the uh, almost said the Patriots, if the Bucks, Oof. Jesus Christ, what year is it? If the Bucks get out to a lead in this one, I think Stafford's going to spiral. That's kind yeah. of my prediction. Yeah, I, I mean, it was uh, the only downs. Like, I, it's hard because you look at the team, the Bucks' offense. Like, yes, we had a great game from Mike Evans last week, and Gronk was fine. But like, they're gonna need guys like Tyler Johnson to really like step up. He had a little. He, he ended up having a pretty nice catches here and there, but he had some early drops that was a little worrisome. Um, I mean, I don't know. I think at some point it's going to hit midnight with that, with the injuries, but I don't, I don't think it's happening. Yeah. This, I'm, I'm really weekend. hoping that that uh, midnight happens in the NFC championship game. That's kind I'll of guess the 49ers. exactly where I'm. Yeah, I'm exactly. No, not exactly. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no. All right. What do you think the line is on this one? Uh, the line on this one, give me like bucks minus four bucks minus three. So basically mm. just like a straight up, home favorite uh yeah. which i think is fair because they you know the rams beat them and put up a lot of points this year so yeah i think this game would be close and last, and last week fall apart yeah uh over under 48 and a half so you're expecting a little more points um last game and this is one where i i it's it's unfortunate we won't be able to get this in the afc championship game because i think this is you know a rematch of last year's afc championship game with how the buck with how the the bills were and the chiefs obviously were last year but we still get this this matchup which is great i'm glad we get to see this in the playoffs yeah i'm so excited for this game i think that hopefully no matter what happens on saturday god forbid this game should be very fun you know it, it it's it's got everything you look for and my only concern we talked about it last week in the context of the Cowboys using up all their points too early. Yeah. And, and clearly we were right, by the way, because they they obviously didn't have enough points to be playing this weekend. Yeah. I think that both these teams kind of used up all their points last week. I think that the Bills used up a larger percentage, though, because they got like the crazy blood rage yeah. of beating the Patriots and they just and, kept and, going. and also their their reserves are not as deep. As the yeah, they don't have kind of the 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 pedigree of of playoff success that the Chiefs do to draw upon. So yeah, I I don't even know who I expect to win though. I really don't. Well, and the my my counter to that is the way both of these teams won seemed like they were just kind of on cruise control and just kind of going through the motions. So that's where I feel like they didn't have to like dig too deep in the playbooks and try like, you know, real, like they weren't like straining themselves to score points. So that's why I'm holding out hope and that there was going to be a lot of points because Vegas thinks there's gonna be a lot of points. The over under is 54 and a half. So um, take the over, take I, I, I hope, I hope you take the over and just pray that, you know, points happen, but Pray for madness. I, know, I mean, based on these two teams, you'd be an idiot not to take that over. I think it's going to yeah. be really fun. And I kind of hope the Bills win just for the sake of variety. I think it'd be more interesting that way. Yeah. And for the yeah. sake of, of Jake's finances. Um, <laughs> <laughs> go Pack, go, go Bills. Oh, God. I can't believe you just said that. Jake, who I, who, who I, circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills, Jake? 
Well, me, but no, nobody. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah, whatever it's... I gotta do to win a bet. <laughs> if I gotta say go pet, I'll do it. Yeah, you're it's kind of a bummer. Colors too, I see. It's very nice. Yeah, I just thought about your, that. Like your, your G looks ago. a little fucked up. It kind of looks like an O, but I'll take it. So, shout out Oregon. <laughs> I think it's just a Herbert fan over here. Yeah, that it. Okay, there we go. <laughs> I didn't know. Herbert. Um, yeah, it's kind of a bummer that we're not most likely won't be getting unless there's two upsets this weekend in the AFC, which I guess is possible because it's one. You know, it's all the top four seeds are there. Um, it was full chalk this last week, and it's going to be full, full underdogs this coming week. Put if it, it is, then if it is, then we're got a playoff game, the AFC Championship game in Buffalo, which would be exciting. Oh. Um, but I don't know. I I'm I'm conflicted because like the Bills have always been like for a lot of Vikings fans, their AFC kindred spirit with the four Super Bowl losses. There's just in a row. So, but also selfishly, I don't want them to win one before the Vikings because I want that you list to want, remain. You don't want Steven Diggs to get a nice Super Bowl ring? Steven Come on. Diggs. No, I, I do want him to be <laughs> successful in that, but I don't know. That's selfishly speaking, but I, well, I, I and you I'm, do hate well Josh documented. Allen as yeah, we do covered. I'm well, well documented, documented here with, with, no, with my <laughs> admiration and appreciation of Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. So, I feel like I had to stay on brand and still ride with the Chiefs, but well, that'll just we'll make see. me cheer for the Bills even harder. It's fine. I'm going to be cheering so hard for the 49ers. So you'd be like, "Are you from San Francisco?" I'd be like, "No, I just, I'm just rooting for them today." As that's, an that's... owner, I take offense to that. Yeah. Well, what are you going to do about it? You have no power. Oh yeah, there's a piece of paper above my <laughs> head that says something a little different. It says like, it, I got one share. It clearly says you have zero ability to like to influence anything. You're no, just... no. The legal agreement I signed before purchasing the piece of paper says that. The paper does not say that explicitly. Oh, well. It might imply it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to do it for divisional round. Um, I I just want close games. That's my only hope, really. I, I... Like, I I don't I care, honestly, like if it's crazy high scoring or a little lower scoring. I just want them to be close. I just. Yeah, I, 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 want. I, I want last week to be the price that we pay to have a good week this week. You know, yeah. like we had to kind of suffer through the blowouts last week. And I hope every single game, interesting. every I, single game. I hope three of the four score. games nope. are very close. And that's I hope just because you want the Bengals to win really bad is no, the Bills, actually. Yeah, that's the one. All right. Fair enough. Um, all right. I don't have anything else. Uh, like I said, we're not doing like two minute drill or any of their stuff just because it's going to get a little more pointless as we go through the, the playoffs here. Yeah. The um, point of the segments in the two minute is to sprinkle in other games. But since we're explicitly yeah. talking about everything. Yeah. It's not we're going to cover super necessary. anymore. Obviously, we'll keep you up to date on on news as they come with coach hirings. There haven't been anything yet. Just interviews going on. Um, so oh, holy nothing. shit. Did you see what just happened? No. Aaron Donald is still a punk bitch. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Both of us looked like, oh shit, he's actually got breaking news. Because <laughs> yeah, I was holding my phone up. 
Yeah. Well, what if I got an ESPN notification that was just like breaking news? <laughs> and, it, and, it, and it says it has like per sources of a like Kevin Olm and Tad. Yeah, I mean, Aaron Donald is like, look at this punk bitch, this gummy <laughs> motherfucker. Just I'll like, fight. I'll fight Aaron Donald. I mean, if you know our phones are listening to us, that is the best example of our phones listening. <laughs> yeah, Kevin just gets the notification. <laughs> Everywhere um, I look, I'm, I'm getting like Netflix, like you know, recommendations for the movie Punk Bitch or something. <laughs> your Instagram is just Aaron Donald filled. It's when just you Aaron Donald right. jerseys, and I'm like, no, you're not understanding. <laughs> oh god! All right, well, I think that's gonna do it. Um, unless you guys have anything else you want to talk about with uh, the wild card or divisional round. Nope. Tune in next week for better or for worse. I'm yeah, feel things. we're always going to be here, regard, no matter what happens. We're always going to be here to, to talk about the games at length. It's, it's great. I uh, just here, Here's hoping that there's no controversy. Like, I don't want, like, just praying that the refs let the teams play and not being a part of it, like a major part of it. I don't know. I just, good, clean fun. That's what we want. Stone, Lord in don't. heaven, hallowed be thy name. Keep Kevin King off the fucking field and no ref controversy. Amen. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening to another episode of Third and Forever presented by 10,000 Takes. You can go to their website at 10ktakesmn.com. Find them on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. If you just search 10K Takes, you can also find us on Twitter and TikTok at third underscore forever 10K, where we post links and clips to our episodes each week, as well as other content, NFL related, like memes, highlights commentary polls whatever you want to think about with nfl we're gonna be doing that all po- uh, all postseason as well as in the offseason um you can also find links to all of our socials on there we're a little more active a little more biased a little more emotional maybe a little angry or sad um i've been your host adam oz joined as always by producer jake and my co-host kevin kevin final words hey pat go